welcome back to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am, as always, your host, Doug Winters. Sorry it's been a while, but this time of year is always crazy. Between leading Best Kept Secret, playing corporate parties and weddings, and also trying to bring you really good content here on the Wedding Wisdom Podcast, but we're officially back. Recently, I was delighted to sit down with the wonderful event coordinator, Laura Bolton. She was kind enough to invite me into her living room, actually her kitchen, (laughs) in her home. As you're about to find out, she's incredibly well-spoken and knowledgeable and warm and engaging. The big takeaway I got was the word tablescape, a word I really was not familiar with but is very obvious once she explains it, why it's essential element to every party, certainly every wedding. My other takeaway was her genuine passion. She just really loves what she does. As a matter of fact, I think she uses those exact words. So without further ado, here's me and Laura. I have done a fair amount of corporate events and I actually like the social events more. I think it gives me an opportunity to really connect with people, Mm -hmm. which is really at the core of what I do. Relationship building, in every sense of the word, between myself and my vendors, the other event professionals I work with, people who I have an affinity for because of their professionalism and what they bring. Which will hopefully be me soon. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've worked very hard to kind of cultivate a list, and I try to broaden it. I really do. I think a tendency in this industry is to rely on certain people. I don't want to be that specific because I want to be open to my clients' ideas, and one size doesn't fit at all. So I feel like the more talented people I come across, the more opportunities I try to give people to work with some of my clients, the better off they are, and so am I. I continue to grow, I continue to learn new styles, new ways of doing things, but I ultimately feel like I have to build that rapport, and the same goes with the client. They have to trust that I am going to recommend the best person for them in terms of somebody who's going to meet their style, their budget, their philosophy, Mm -hmm. and then ultimately deliver on the day of their event. The one thing that's fascinating to me is when you're having it off-premise. If you're having it in a hotel, I think a lot of things are sort of baked into it. Right. But if you're having it in a space, like a blank space, you're bringing in everything from tables to silverware to the music to the electricity to the if it's outdoors the generators right you know and if and everything is on you like if the power goes out you know the fault goes to the top yeah you know it's like yeah. everything's your fault right actually not I, your fault but i mean no you know. i i mean i love working with like your responsibility right um i love working with clubs there's a lot of country clubs around here. Fair number in right, Darien so in, alone. Yeah, why don't you describe, because I'm starting to interview a bunch of people in L.A., describe kind of where we are. So we're in Fairfield County. We're an hour train ride basically outside of Manhattan. Easy commute. On one side, we have the city of Stamford. Right. New Canaan is adjacent to us. And then the next over is Norwalk. I always think of Darien in the Greenwich, Westport. Greenwich, Westport. 
New Canaan, Wilton, Weston. They yeah. kind of liken us to the Gold Coast. I hate that term. Yeah, that's, but... <laughs> yeah. this was always known as the Gold Coast. Listen, I landed here when I was working in the city and with my husband and young children then, and we just have never moved. It's been a wonderful place to raise a family, um, tremendous friends, tremendous opportunities for young people in town, young children. It's safe. And what's been interesting for me as I've developed my business is the connections that you have with people that you've made with people over time. The amazing thing is what I'm benefiting from now is all those relationships and friendships and peer group are now in a position where their children are grown. They potentially are getting married and it's a wonderful community because there's a lot of referrals here um, and it's based on performance but I feel that there is a sense of people understand who I am certainly um, mm -hmm. and then there's a level of trust so there are to your question about you know understanding the community and there are a number of country clubs here I do a good amount of work at them I also do work at private you know, residences and actually I love the challenge of that you you talk about bringing in everything everything from building out a tent I did a wedding a year ago and it was a spectacular piece of property and understood in every sense of the word why they would just want this to be the spot to have it there logistically it was a bit harrowing to <laughs> to bring everything in. It was in, in Darien. There's a section called Tokenique. It's very private, narrow roads. Oh, access. Access, transportation, <laughs> providing shuttles. It's wooded and it's it's beautiful. And parts of it abut the sound, as did this property. Part of it was on the cove that then extended out to Long Island Sound. It's truly spectacular. But oh, wow. In doing it, we had a lot of logistical challenges. Everything from their property slope to basically building a subfloor that was eight feet high to make it level with the pool. It was a three-day tent installation. Bringing in portable toilets for the you know near what? 200 people. I'm so glad you brought this up. Could you just discuss this thing with the pool? Sometimes people build a dance floor over the pool. Right. You don't want it. To end up being like a frat party with everybody thrown in the pool, but no, although that could be fun too. Uh, it could be. Fun. <laughs> it has to be at the very, very end. Fortunately, we had an after party to go to elsewhere. Um, oh, okay. No, um, the pool I, I, actually for the parents of the bride, the parents of the bride were hosting this. There was concern about the pool and yeah. access to it. So initially, during cocktail hour, guests were mingling around that, but we actually had fabric and try to kind of disguise it we didn't want people walking back that way it was gated anyway but we made sure the gate was shut and locked, and locked and <laughs> <laughs> but and i think we contained everybody really well to the credit of the band honestly as you know i mean if oh, a, wow. if a brand keep them on the dance floor if they bring it nobody's gonna nobody's gonna wander I just did a wedding with a couple, and they were amazing. Many couples have a choreographed, obviously, first dance, um, kind of want to put out their best moves and I all. Know. But they came down the stairwell um, onto the dance floor, and they just had 
all the right moves. It was so great and it was contagious to watch them as they just swung onto the dance floor. They nailed it. Their bridal party just raced in and joined them. And then everybody poured onto the dance floor. It was oh, wonderful. I mean, it's like a like band's a, dream. You know, right? I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. That's, it was my dream. I was that's, like, no, this that's is how it. I would describe to people. And I yeah. say, if that happens, if that is. That's a perfect way. Yeah, it's the best way to get the party started. And it, I, they never disappointed from there on. It was just really fun. There's a million paths we could go yeah. in this conversation. What would you say, I mean, your eyes lit up when you were talking about this. And it was very clear that you, you know, you love this client. This is like the perfect client. Yeah. What would you say to brides and grooms? What is their responsibility? Aside from picking out the dress and picking out the ring and picking out the clothes, all that stuff we'll get to. But I mean, the day of. The day of is really about letting go, honestly, in, mm -hmm. in some sense of it. Is, it's why you hire me. It's to relinquish control. We're here now. And your, your day of your wedding is for you to focus on you and your groom or your bride, your partner to be. Right. And... I feel like we've traveled this journey. In some cases, it's six months. In some cases, I work with couples over a year. Like I work very hard to get to know them and instill trust. But what I hate to see is couples who can't quite let go and feel like they still have to perhaps micromanage. It's your wedding day. It's the most joyous day. Um, and, and hiring you so they can let go. Exactly. And I say to people, Things are going to happen, like the timeline I do, which is so precise, so precise at, to the minute. At nine fifty-eight, and, and you know we're going to have <laughs> the the father's toast, uh -huh. and kind of like understand there's going to be play in here, and it doesn't right. mean it's going awry. It's just things happen. Sometimes you can't coax the guests into the reception from cocktail hour. You're out on a beach and you're mm -hmm. having drinks and. The view is spectacular and the sun is setting. And let's say the party's supposed to start at 7 and all of a sudden people are enjoying this yeah. magnificent sunset and it starts at 10 after 7. Right. So go with it. No big deal. Yeah. You know, I think people worry about their contracts, just all the little things. But those are the things that I'm supposed to be responsible for. Right. And I am. That's I'm what I was saying in the beginning. It. There's a lot of contracts. There's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot. Of, you're in. There's so much that you have to deal right, with. Right. Right. I try to give my couples sort of on the rehearsal just one more reminder. When we finish up, wrap up their rehearsal night. Listen, tomorrow's about you. Let's not lose sight of what this is. It is about you two tying the knot. You're starting something new together, and I love when I see that couples can really just go with it. You see it through a photographer almost as they kind of loosen up. You know, the ceremony is always you're nervous and you're going to walk down and you have to exchange vows. But as the reception progresses, I, I love to see couples just relax Loosen and be up. who they are. You really do have an appreciation for that and, and why they're together. And for me, it's just kind of brings it all full circle after working with them, again, in some cases for a year, and you see them grow together too. So at, at the core of it is I, I love working with people. I love meeting people. I love building relationships with them. So I think that's why I enjoy weddings so much because 
the period in which you do work with families, couples is longer. I, I still have friendships with mothers of the bride. And when I have couples who happen to come back into town, I invite them to let's get together for a cup of coffee or let's go have Just a glass of wine this time. <laughs> that's because you because you want to. Right. Not because you're doing it as a networking oh, you know, no. checklist. Not at all. I miss them. It's funny. I know there's you talk to mothers of the brides and there's a letdown sometimes. I have a letdown too. Yeah. Initially I'm exhausted, but then I miss these my connections with these people. And I often get notes from brides or mothers of the brides who say, you know, really miss our daily emails or our phone calls. And that, that makes me feel great. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's like you've really, you've done something beyond just producing their weddings. It's, it's, you've got a real relationship there. And that's really at the key of why I do what I do. You know what's really interesting? I, I, there's a lot of a lot of people have made a comparison between building a house or making an extension of a house. You've got the uh, the GC, the general contractor, mm-hmm. which is you, right? <laughs> right. Then you got the person who puts in the windows. I guess that's me. You yeah. know, it is, but this, everyone's responsible for something else, the flooring, and mm-hmm. but you're in charge of all the details, right? And you do get to know clients really well. Right. And especially, I mean, I give people my personal cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I like that. The more I get to know that person, the more they get to trust me exactly. as well. Right. So they can let go. Right. Like right. the florist. Right. You deal with all beforehand. Beforehand. And then they're gone. They're gone. Let's just say it's a seven o'clock hit. Right. The bride and groom are going to be there probably, what time for pictures? 11 o'clock in the morning? 12? Depends on, you know, the whole thing with first look. It, it really right. depends. I'm finding more people want to do that uh-huh. early in the day. Oh, could you describe first look? First look is when a, a couple does a significant portrait, a significant amount of their portraits ahead of their actual wedding ceremony. So instead of having oh. the groom see his bride for the first time, first look. That's what I thought it went. It's not as she walks down the aisle with her father. Like a movie. It's, right. You choreograph it. You decide where you'd like that to happen. It could be a romantic spot. It could be where the groom-to-be proposed to his bride. It could, yeah, it be, could be... If you're in the city, it could be in Central Park. It right, could be anywhere. Right, And your photographer would execute that with you. Typically, a photographer shows up for hair and makeup with the bride. Okay, so would, 7 o'clock start. All right, so hair and makeup would probably start at that point somewhere at 9 a.m., let's say. Oh, that early. That early. Okay. 9, 10 a.m. Um, and... And who's there? So the bride... Right. Her bridesmaids, mother of the bride, generally the mother of the groom is invited as well. And then you have the hair and makeup team. And the photographer doesn't usually show up until the latter portion, and I would say generally more towards the last hour. So final steps of the makeup being put on the bride. The photographer would capture the bride looking at her dress, the bride getting into her dress, the bridesmaids helping her put on her shoe. And there's always that posed shot of the dress the in a dress. window. 
with the sunlight. <laughs> the sunlight and the woman and the girl looking at it. And you have to find the silhouette. perfect, yeah. perfect spot for it. But I get that. Having two daughters, I know I'm going to be there at some point. It's oh, that's fine. We daunting. talked about this because I have two sons and yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. As I mentioned to you, in terms of working with couples over time, I, I just feel like there's a level of trust then. And I, I feel like they just let you, they're not even aware that you're there until you're there on their shoulder tapping them that it's time to do the next thing. And I really, I try to be as unobtrusive as possible at weddings mm -hmm. in the sense that I am on alert in terms of where they are, where we are in our schedule, all the time. But um, I feel like there is a free form to any event, any wedding, and things do happen. I was getting back to the point, it's sort of like, listen, if things happen, I'm going to take care of it. I will take charge. Don't worry about it. And something always does happen. You just, you of can't course. predict. Of course. But that's okay. That's part of the challenge, too. It's kind of like what I enjoy doing is problem solving in this job. Stuff happens all the time. I was doing a wedding, and the groomsmen and groom were going to arrive by boat to a jetty. No, really? No, it was very carefully planned, even to the point of do I get a headset and radio to talk to the captain of the boat to make sure we knew the timing, and I was like, Listen, I don't think we need to go to that extreme, but I will keep my eye out. And as I see them starting to approach, I'll know. They gave me the description of the boat. We'll then line all the bridesmaids up, get the band ready to play their steel drums for the intro, all that. But the killer was the night before we had an incredible storm um, that passed through the, the sound just rained like crazy. We couldn't rehearse outside. Um, the wedding ceremony was supposed to be on the beach. So we were inside in the atrium rehearsing. And at one point, the club's event manager came up to me and said, we have a bit of a problem. What's that? And they said, <laughs> well, your favorite words to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. At seven o'clock the night before the ramp that led from the dock to the jetty oh no was basically ripped up washed up and vertical stuck <gasps> in the sand and they're like we have no idea if we're going to be able to get that up and reconnected no this was the night before oh okay so as it was raging wind and rain i'm sitting there going oh my god we may not have that entrance after all and they're like, well, maybe you don't want to tell the bride. And I was like, are you kidding me? We have to have plan <laughs> yeah, B everybody. now. Everybody has to be on the same page. So I pulled the bride. I pulled the father of the bride over. And we, we talked to the groom. We talked about our other options. The club said that they were going to make every effort possible to try to do something in the morning. I was not highly optimistic, but I'm like, okay. So the okay. next day you wake up and I went down to the club at eight o'clock to meet the floral designer who was going to start bringing in their delivery items. And then the lighting and fabric designer was coming to do their installation. And 
I walked out and and looked into looked at the, the jetty. <laughs> I looked into the jetty and I saw a boat approaching, and they basically were surveying the jetty and the the ramp. And I basically went on to do my other things. Um, was working with the other vendors. I left to go visit with the bride where she was getting ready, came back to the club and it was intact. And we had, they reinstalled it. I have no idea how they pulled it up and out of the sand, but basically they reconnected it. And we had that glorious entrance of the groom and groomsmen arriving by this really cool boat and getting off and then walking down this long jetty and then it's like a lining up. It was. But, I mean, you know, you have stuff that you just can't predict. And yeah. the weather is the biggest. Yeah. And they could have easily said, it can't be fixed. It can't be fixed. Right. In which case. And they had planned this for six months. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, this was their vision. This, but they had it, which was amazing. It was so awesome. I felt like a cheerleader then. So the like, video of the boat getting closer and closer and the guys walking off. And... Yeah, we've got that captured. We had a drone, too. It was really cool. Tell me about that. People have been talking about that. So it doesn't happen that often. And right. there are a lot of restrictions. Right? It's very it's expensive. Um, typically, you have a videographer. But I, I find some couples really... Particularly, this was a dramatic entrance, you oh, know, sure. by boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, this should be, it sounds like a movie. Yeah, I mean. it, it looks really good on film, let me tell you. But they wanted to be able to capture that. The setting for this wedding was... You should have this on your website. At a, oh, I, These are the kinds of things that happen yeah. at a Laura Bolton party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sky's the limit. You could do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it their idea or your idea? No, it was their idea. They really? hired the videographer and talked with them. We had to get the club to agree that the drone would be cool. But they were kind of making cool. their own mini movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had and it's it storytelling. I love it. Um, it's, a, it's just another way of capturing their day, but in a non-traditional way. I mean, so they've got these amazing images overhead, which you, you know, traditional videographer plunks his tripod down I know. you know and yeah. shoots or walks around i mean i'm not knocking a, a videographer but it it adds another really dynamic element so you had like a filmmaker yeah, yeah yeah it is much more in that sort of genre then it takes on it's not just your traditional wedding video so it was no i'm fun. serious you should you should like talk to the video company and like yeah. get a get a you know give them get credit a, right get a piece you know. Yeah. And just, no, so you could say, literally, to say, because that's sky's dramatic. the limit. I like you know, that. This is, and that's a great story that it is, the, that it was their idea. Yeah. But you had to facilitate it. Correct. You had to. Right. It was your job to find out that, oh my God, the night before, they now they can't land. Right. <laughs> unless right. this is fixed. Right. Exactly. And I couldn't control that. Right. But coming up with alternatives that it's going to, create maybe not the same drama but you know you've got to still have the guys enter from somewhere surfing um yeah <laughs> it was just too calm i'm sorry that wouldn't yeah, have worked yeah, that's a long sound. <laughs>
but it, you hate to disappoint. I guess that's right. that's at the yeah. This was their dream. Yeah, you know, I, I really think... and that that probably set the whole. I mean, the guys were probably just like flying the they, rest of the they day. They were. They were. It was I, so I gotta cool. say, we pulled it off as they as they walked down single file. You know, led by the groom, wayfarers on. It was it was a very special moment. Oh, I love it, it was a very special moment. It was just a beautiful backdrop. And of course, they were all good looking guys. They darn right they were. <laughs> it's like a model shoot. It's amazing how much attention couples pay to orchestrating their days. Some more so than others. Some come to you with a very distinct plan for how they want their wedding to be. Others look to you for more guidance. Um, well, let's go back to this boat entrance yeah so they sound like very organized people oh my gosh i mean so yeah. when you first met them like when right. did that idea occur that didn't come to my attention until much later but it was clear that in working with them and the design and the collaboration of just like their tablescape and things like that when we went to visit uh rental showrooms and when we went to meet with a floral designer it, this was going to be something that was more of a production, if you uh -huh. will, in a good way. Almost, um, literally, almost like a mini movie. Yeah. I mean, I think all of the things that they wanted to incorporate into their wedding story that made, represented them, which is what I think these weddings have become. It's like couples want to tell their story. And which they is what it should do be. this through everything from their centerpieces. And so oh, many weddings, it's not just about the centerpiece. There's so much more that goes into creating these environments for weddings now. I mean, it's, yes, they'll design a tablescape. The tablescape. Scape. And it is... Meaning. Meaning it is a designed, um, it's, it's like curated for whatever event it is. In the case of a wedding, it will include your place setting. And which is a lot of times very, very carefully thought out too in terms of oh, explain that because most people yeah, what uh, china you might use. Some people don't care. Some people, if it's a white plate, it's a white plate. It's a white plate. Yeah. Other people I just the word charger. By charger. The way. Don't get me started. That is on a, charger. a show plate. Correct. The only plate that doesn't move. It's the one that's a well, little bigger than the other. It's plates. bigger. It's yeah. it's basically. When and all the other plates go on top of it. Correct. Okay. But eventually, it does get taken away. In some cases... Oh, it does? Well, it depends on how your meal is staged. But oftentimes, I find that we have a charger down and then perhaps your salad plate and then a napkin with the menu card. It, it really depends on, on kind of the, the dinner and, and how that all is going to be orchestrated. But... The charger itself is a showpiece. In working with one couple, they had wanted a sea glass charger. The bride would vacation up in Maine, and so there was lots of sea glass and lots of driftwood. So these were components that had to be factored into the tablescape, if you will. So oh, in working wow. with our floral designer, it was sort of like, well, we like the idea of driftwood and natural elements. And then we want to incorporate this element of sea glass and we were able to find Wait, what, what is sea glass sea glass is just glass that has been broken off the rough edges i mean it's just glass that's abandoned in 
the ocean and it gets worn so that it's not perfectly tapered or... no but it's it's some of it's white some of it's green some of it's blue now, is it made it's in a factory ocean. or is it no or... it's produced you can find pieces of sea glass on a beach sometimes all right so what happens if you need 200 you have a wedding for 200 people you, well in this case it was like plates. the charger <laughs> is manufactured oh, the charger. so this was we weren't putting pieces of sea glass but you could always get that on etsy you can get anything on Etsy for a wedding. Um, <laughs> you don't have to go to a beach and collect all this sea glass. But, you know, we we found a charger that represented, it was a blue, it was glass, it had little frosting to it. So we were able to incorporate that. That element was important. Oh, and then you could say to a China person or a glass person, I need 200 of these. I need Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So going to a showroom like Party Rental uh -huh. um, or, you know, Please Be Seated or any of these wonderful rental companies, they have warehouses. I know the rental companies because you see the trucks. Trucks. The big the pink hippo <laughs> is the Party yeah, the Rental, hippo. which oh, is that's the, the party, oh, right. very distinguished. Um, but, you know, they have warehouses that are just amazing and the volume that they have to deal with is yeah. incredible so you'll go with a client to a to, showroom to a showroom to a showroom not a warehouse but we go to a showroom which is laid out frankly it's one of the fun things that i really enjoy doing with couples it's early on it's where we get to talk about kind of hash out their design ideas their and it's not always the groom a lot of increasingly the groom joins as well very much more opinionated in terms of not like just sitting back going yeah i don't yeah, care I don't yeah care. whatever I, anything i care about the fine. music yeah nothing else no guys are i love that increasingly have an opinion mm -hmm. um sometimes it's just the mother of the bride and the bride um but you kind of get to play i use the term play house you really get to start manipulating pieces and putting together something that really represents you and becomes part of that whole tablescape. And for me, it's really exciting because I get a real feel for what's in the bride's head and kind of where we're going to go overall with their whole wedding concept. I mean, the whole design kind of comes out of that initial meeting. They can show you things on Pinterest, et cetera. Right. But, you know, until you get to really start working with materials, mm -hmm. I think Touching, that's, yeah, yeah I think that's right. really exciting. And it's everything from the chair. A chair makes a difference in a room. You don't think about it, really. It's utilitarian. But a chair can create a completely different effect and transform a table. So How so? How so? If you're in a very sterile environment, sometimes bringing like a wood chair, a more rustic chair, and it may not work with the environment, but to bring some more warmth. I, I did a wedding... And we were going to use the club's chairs, you know, why not? They're so standard chairs are, standard, are like what you like see in every... Ballroom chairs, shivari chairs. Some cases, it depends on a... it depends on the venue. Some have dark wood, like a mahogany. Oh, okay. Some have white, some are gold. You know, you can rent any color virtually. But in the case of this wedding we were doing, it was, there was, an, it was a summer wedding, and it was an ivory, beautiful textured tablecloth, and we were doing everything whites and greens, and the bridal party's head table had this long beautiful green bamboo um, piece that ran above 
sort of overhead and hanging from that were greens and flowers and hanging votives. So having this really dark chair with a dark chair pad mm. was brown and brown was kind of like, ooh, it just didn't work. Yeah. And we thought, you know, we could bring in other chairs, but we, we actually just, in that instance, changed the chair pad. I and, was going to guess that. <laughs> oh, my God. It lightened up the entire thing. It, it wasn't as exorbitant as it would have been for 230 people to bring in, you know, all new chairs. Not mm -hmm. that, you know, at a certain point, you kind of just keep your checkbook out and keep writing. <laughs> but it really transformed the room. And the impression that you got was just so much more dramatic. Same thing with just the actual chair. The the physical chair itself. I mean, is it wood? Is it a metal? Now they have those clear sort of the whisper ghost chairs where you almost don't see them. Mm. Um, there's so much you can really experiment with to see what's really going to work for you. And in every environment, I find it's really important to work with a couple and do some initial planning at the showroom. But then I ultimately think it's extraordinarily important to bring all those elements to the venue. And then we set a table. Oh, and it includes right. your florists, so it could um, look your floral great in design. The showroom, yeah, yeah. But until like? you see it in the actual event space, right? So I tend to do my sample meetings at the venue itself right. with the floral designer, and then I typically bring in what the client has selected, but then other options because sometimes mm. it just doesn't work doesn't translate in that from the environment to... and we've had changes where we thought we were going to use for example a clear chair and it just it got it got washed out it got washed out you did it was just it wasn't there it just had no effect whatsoever and we ended up putting in a wood chair and it was beautiful it really complemented and lifted the whole setting yeah that that part's really fun and i think couples really feel like they have a, a say in things when they do that. Right. You know, obviously it's their decisions, but it's a really, it's a, it's a great kind of first step after we initially meet. I love to meet couples before we actually sign a contract because I think they need to know who they're getting. Well, I tell them yeah. they can, you know, call me anytime. You can email me. Uh -huh. And I mean it. Obviously, as we lead into a wedding date and get much closer, you're that much more involved. But from the get-go, you know, you're planning their next nine months for them. When we're going to have site visits, when we're going to meet with floral designers, when we're going to do a tasting, all those things you're scheduling for them. So and as you get a little bit closer, it just it intensifies. There's so much more detail. Candle lighting is huge. It's an element that adds so much more ambiance. And, and this is all tablescape. All tablescape. I love this. And it can be votives. But now they make these also beautiful, you can have tapered candles on a candlestick with these beautiful thin, like hurricanes. And so it's almost like you lose it. You, you really only see oh, wow. the tapered candle. So you can have Even varying heights. Right, it. right. Yeah. Which just adds so much oh, more yeah, dimension. dimension and just texture to the table. It's all about building. When you, I say a tablescape, it's yeah. building that textural kind of thing, everything from the start of your tablecloth. It's not just a white cotton cloth. Maybe maybe you want something that represents earthiness and a sandy beach or whatever. And so we're looking for something 
in the beige tone, Earth but we tones, want right. we want it to have a pattern on it or um, just a textured design. There's so much out there. It's just it's mind boggling when you go to showrooms sometimes and you just are overwhelmed by they open up the closet with all the linens hanging and you're like, whoa. Um, yeah. And sometimes you start out with an idea and you end up with something completely different or it just you, what you think is going to work doesn't work. So as you start putting the pieces together, anyway, that's, that's exciting to me. That's fun. Um, and yeah. it's even better when you finally get to the wedding and you walk into the reception and it's all laid out. And when your couple or the, and the mother of the bride who has also gone through this process looks down and says, wow, nailed it. That's it. Nailed it. We got it. Yeah. You know, and it, you just, it, it feels so good. I always immediately text my floral designer and my lighting people and just say, hey, they're in love with this. Really? Yeah, I think it's really oh, important great. to have feedback. Yeah. Um, they work so hard. So do the, the band. Oh, you know, it's just yeah. like when I get feedback from a couple after a wedding, um, and they, by and large, will reach out to vendors too. Um, oh, the sure. other, I mean, they just want you to know if, if they love you, they love you. You know, I'm you sure know. you hear it all the time. Sure. Um, you guys made the party, you know. It's true, but I think initially you walk away and it's before the magic actually happens and the room fills up. If you're a floral designer or a lighting person, you don't see reaction. Like we were talking about, they're gone. Yeah. By the time the band is even setting up. Right, yeah. right. They're gone yeah, You're doing a sound check and those guys are long gone. Yeah, you and I are getting so. home at three in the morning. Right. They're, they're, <laughs> But I think it's I think it's fun to to share with them just kind of like immediate reaction. Just I'll usually take, you know, a minute and just shoot somebody a text and say, hey, great job. Like, like in the moment. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's it's very just, sweet. That's I don't know. Just no, I, I, I think uh, it's, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I think I think, I think they need to know that like you did it. You, you got it. And yeah. the couple's super happy. So. And it's over. Oftentimes they, you know, guests out of town, the, the family will host a, a little breakfast or something. Oh, it's, I it's, know. Yeah. It's, we uh, could go on. A... It's, the weekend is, just takes on a life of its own. If it's a destination, if you have people coming in, traveling oh, far, and, you know, you've got to do activities. Part of some of oh, what I do is like, okay, you've that. got guests coming and they've never been to Nantucket. So what are some of the activities? What are some of the restaurants? What are some of the beaches that they can go to? Uh -huh. While they're, most people want to kind of piggyback it into a little getaway. Yeah. So you give them a list of that. And then there's usually the rehearsal, yes, and the rehearsal dinner for which has grown. It's not always just the bridal party and the immediate family. And a lot of times if there are a lot of people coming from out of town, people or extend that. Or they won't, and then they have welcome cocktails following that. So that everybody who's into town early has something to has do. Something to do. It's a mega weekend. It's, it's, it's the best job ever. Honestly, I, I love what I do. I put, a, I put every ounce of myself into it, but I wouldn't do anything else. I'm, I'm, as I mentioned to you, I'm usually completely drained afterwards, but in a good way. Well, thank you so much for this. This has been absolutely delightful. Thank you. I've enjoyed it and, enormously. Uh, we'll have to come back and, and discuss another portion of this. First of all... Too many topics. I have got to see 
the video of this. All right, I'm the gonna. Boat. I, I I'm the, gonna the get the boat there. entrance. First of all, <laughs> I, I insist that it be on your website. Okay, I promise. It has to be on your website <laughs> with the title. Anything can happen at a Laura Bolton Park. I like that. I really do. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, sky's I'm, the limit. I'm going to steal that. Okay, Thank so you. where can people find you? Instagram. You can find me on lauraboltonevents.com. And Bolton with a U. With a U. Thank you for remembering. With it's Bolton with a U. And you can shoot me an email. My email is actually bolton.laura at gmail.com. But my website does have a form, that a page where you can fill out some very basic details or reach out to me and I'll get I'll get back to you I'm yeah. be delighted to and your website is Laura Bolton events correct well Laura this has been a pleasure thank you thank thanks you so again. much for explaining thanks for coming out here oh it's my pleasure We're to the burbs gorgeous day <laughs> see how easy that was wow and can I tell you something what's that I told you you'd find her charming uh, you should you should check out the way she works and just how engaged she is with all of her clients it's delightful to see and I just love anyone with as much passion for what they do as I do so I will see you next week with another brand new episode I promise feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Doug Winters Inc and check out my website at DougWintersMusic.com spread the word Please subscribe, get your friends to subscribe, and let's keep this community growing. Okay, I'll see you next week.